Another top U.S. official may soon be visiting. Taiwan Foreign Minister Joseph Wu confirmed on Friday that arrangements were being made for a visit by U.S. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. Wu says the visit can lead to more cooperation and exchanges with the U.S. in the area of environmental protection and strengthen Taipei's ties with Washington. Wheeler's visit could mark the third time a U.S. official visits Taiwan in four months. The New York Times on Thursday reported that U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Wheeler is planning two trips abroad, one of which will be to Taiwan. It is true that we are making arrangements for that. At the end of last year, I personally spoke with Wheeler on the phone, and he expressed a strong desire to visit. Cooperation between the U.S. and Taiwan on environmental issues, especially on the international stage, has a long history. When Wheeler visits Taiwan, we will also discuss international cooperation on the environment, continuing our talks on the issue. At this time, specific details about his visit are still being discussed by both sides. We will make an announcement once we have concrete details. According to the report, Wheeler is expected to arrive in Taiwan on a chartered flight during the week of December 5th and stay for three days. The report says Wheeler was invited to Taiwan to collaborate on issues including the Save Our Seas Initiative and marine litter, air quality and children's health. However, as incumbent U.S. President Donald Trump will leave office in January, critics have called Wheeler's trip unethical and wasteful. Wu addressed the concerns. We offered our sincere invitation to the U.S. EPA administrator to visit Taiwan a long time ago. However, due to the pandemic, the trip was postponed. In recent months, there have been several visits by high-level U.S. officials. Moving forward, if another U.S. official visits Taiwan, it demonstrates the close relationship between the U.S. and Taiwan. I think Taiwanese will find that encouraging. Taiwan has seen a flurry of activity on the diplomatic front with frequent visits from U.S. officials. U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services Alex Azar came in August. Under Secretary of State Keith Kroc arrived in September, and now the head of the U.S. EPA is set to soon lead a delegation to Taipei. With three visits in just four months, U.S.-Taiwan relations seem to be at an all-time high. The legislative yuan on Friday inaugurated the Taiwan-Australia Interparliamentary Amity Association, which aims to deepen Taiwan's exchanges with Australia. The event was attended by Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs Tian Zhongguang, who highlighted the close cooperation between the two countries throughout the pandemic. Also present was Australia's representative to Taiwan, Gary Cohen, who said his country fully supported Taiwan's meaningful participation in international organizations, such as the World Health Organization. In recent months, Taiwan's friendship with Australia has grown closer. Now, amid calls from lawmaker Cho Ying, the legislative yuan has formed the Taiwan-Australia Interparliamentary Amity Association to strengthen diplomatic ties between the two countries. For me, Australia is my second home. I spent my student days in Australia, so I have a special kinship with Australia. I hope there can be more exchanges between Taiwan and Australia, including the signing of a bilateral trade agreement with Taiwan. I think this is something the Taiwan government is really looking forward to. Cheo spoke about her personal affinity with Australia and the economic relations between the two countries. Meanwhile, Deputy Foreign Minister Tian Zhongguang recounted how the two countries had worked together and helped each other amid the pandemic. Australia provided us with a lot of alcohol with which to make hand sanitizer. Taiwan also provided Australia with fabrics needed to make face masks. Through our bilateral cooperation, we were able to defeat the pandemic. 
Australia has always resolutely supported Taiwan's participation in the WHO as an observer. We will continue cooperating with Taiwan and facilitate Taiwan's meaningful participation in international organizations. Our office has recently promoted this with the campaign Rediscover Australia, Rediscover Taiwan. In his last year in office, Australia's representative to Taiwan, Gary Cowan, has organized many activities for people to learn more about Taiwan. Cowan says he rarely went on bicycle rides in Australia, but since coming to Taiwan, he's been biking to mountaintops and even trying out local persimmon cakes. As a fan of Taiwan, Cowan stressed Australia was committed to supporting Taiwan's inclusion in international organizations such as the WHA. He also voiced hope for further cooperation and exchanges between Taiwan and Australia once the pandemic is over. The search continues for the F-16 jet fighter that went missing shortly after takeoff in Hualien earlier this week. Meanwhile, rumors about the incident have begun circulating on social media. Some claim that the pilot of the aircraft actually went missing by choice to defect to China. Taiwan's officials on Friday condemned the claim, saying it was part of China's disinformation strategy. We severely condemn this type of disinformation. It is ridiculous and inhuman. It is very despicable behavior. They completely believe their own lies. They are narcissistic and they spread rumors to deceive the masses. Jiang's wife is aware of this and she is even more resentful. She is outraged by this injustice against her husband. She told us her husband is a hero. President Tsai Ing-wen also weighed in on Facebook, saying the rumors were a classic attempt to wear down morale. She said she would absolutely not tolerate any behavior that undermines people's trust in the military's resolution to defend Taiwan. TSMC's expansion to the U.S. state of Arizona is stirring up action in its supply chain. At least five companies with close ties to TSMC have made plans to expand in the U.S. They include packaging and testing firm ASE Group and dust-free room engineering company United Integrated Services. An analyst says the time is ripe for Taiwanese firms to set up shop in the U.S. amid an abundance of subsidy schemes offered by U.S state and federal agencies. It's official. TSMC is branching out to Arizona. TSMC's packaging and testing service provider, ASE Group, already has a facility in the area. Amid the news of TSMC's expansion, the company is considering expanding its operations too. TSMC is an important link in the supply chain. TSMC's move will naturally leave room for shifts. ASC Group will slowly look at what the actual demand is, both from TSMC and from the end market. It's something we're currently assessing. And it's not just ASC Group. Another firm that could follow TSMC's footsteps is dust-free room engineering company United Integrated Services. The firm has announced plans to establish a subsidiary in the U.S., saying it's confident it can turn profits in its first year there. Meanwhile, Markitech International, which already has a presence in the U.S., has said it will try to get some orders from TSMC's new fab. Automated equipment manufacturer MIRLE has said it doesn't rule out moving to the U.S. if there is demand from clients. Taiwan Specialty Chemicals Corporation, which is partially owned by Sino-American Silicon Products, 
has previously been asked by TSMC to set up shop in the U.S. and open up a storage facility near the fab. Arizona is already a semiconductor hub in the U.S. with firms like Intel and Micron Technology. For the semiconductor industry, it's very important to have a supply chain hub. Establishing a plant in the U.S. also has to take into account political considerations. Not all industries are allowed to move in. High-end industries or firms with high profits that establish themselves in the U.S. can help increase their adhesion with clients. Currently, the U.S. has rolled out a lot of schemes to stimulate the economy. They include subsidy programs from the federal and state governments. Federal and state governments have launched incentives covering taxes, land, semiconductors and infrastructure as TSMC's expansion brings along firms in the supply chain. Amid a changing business climate due to the U.S.-China trade war, more big changes are expected with a new U.S. administration. Over in Miaoli and Xinju, the three-day Pasta-Ai Festival, observed by the Sasia indigenous people, is in full swing. Also known as the Ritual to the Short People, the festivities are a way for locals to appease the spirits of a legendary tribe of friendly pygmy people. The festival is celebrated once every two years, led by elders in the tribes. The rituals are held in two separate locations, one in Miaoli's Nanzhuang, which kicked off on Thursday night, and one in Xinjuj Ufeng, which began Friday. All Saisia people are expected to take part in the festival, which features singing and dancing for three nights in a row. The award-winning Broadway musical The Phantom of the Opera is back in Taipei. The show's cast, which had to go through 14 days of quarantine and test negative for COVID twice, say they are excited to entertain Taiwanese audiences. 22 shows are scheduled at Taipei Arena between November 19th and December 6th. For most of the news reporters, Stephanie Yang met the cast and took a behind-the-scenes peek. The Broadway cast of The Phantom of the Opera is in Taipei. They're performing the famous masquerade at the start of the second act, which is set in the Paris Opera House. This was a media preview for the cast's 22-show run at Taipei Arena. The Phantom of the Opera is back in Taipei for the fourth time, but it's the first time in Taipei for Kaylee Ann Voorhees, who plays the female protagonist, Christine. Voorhees says she was looking forward to exploring more of Taipei during her stay. And I went out last night and kind of walked around, and it's beautiful. We're so excited to explore more. We went to the mall. The shopping here, I'm very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> the food is great, too. Oh, I yes. love desserts. And so this has been this has been great for me. I had a cherry pie yesterday that yes. was very good. Jonathan Roxmouth, who plays the Phantom, says that old fans may be able to watch the show with a fresh perspective this year due to the pandemic. With uh, being on a world tour where you're touring around the world during a, a pandemic, we were going into quarantine and uh, isolation a lot. So we all, in a way, became like the Phantom, locked away in a room, having to wear a mask, scared of going out into the world. And I, I hope that audiences that used to watch the Phantom and look at the character of the Phantom as a work of fiction can actually empathize with the Phantom now. 
and know what that feels like. Matt Lisi, who plays Raul, shares his excitement to be performing for Taiwanese audiences. He says every show is different. I mean, well, one great thing is is having Kaylee join us. This is the first city we've had her. I, we just met yesterday, and so and, and tomorrow we'll be kissing on stage. So yeah, uh, so um, that having new cast members come into the show is is great to keep it fresh. And, and honestly, every night is different. So so um, sometimes we have a lot of amazing covers that go on in, in different roles, and um, so that adds new energy and keeps it fresh. It's now dry, so oh, it's hot. The production team consists of 130 actors and technicians. Around 300 costumes and 200 accessories and props have to be shipped to Taiwan, some of which were part of the original Broadway set. It took technicians a week to construct the stage and a whole three days to install the sets on the support system. The musical even features a remote-controlled boat. It's been close to a miracle, actually, that we were able to continue this tour uh, with no cancellations actually and uh, we were able to uh, go through our Korean seasons as planned and um, uh, and we are here as scheduled. The Fountain of the Opera will be performing in Taipei until December 6. Taiwan is the second country that is able to watch live performance by the Fountain Opera amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Theaters worldwide remain shut amid the pandemic, but the Phantom of the Opera is continuing on its tour. Associate Director Rainer Fried says the cast recently finished a leg in South Korea. After Taipei, the team is scheduled to go to China to continue entertaining audiences with a timeless production. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Huang Pinghan in Taipei. One of Taiwan's oldest temples, founded in the 18th century, is undergoing a major renovation. And master painter Hong Pingshun, who is considered by many as a living national treasure, has brought out his brush to help renew Xiluo Fuxing Temple in Yunling. After a life dedicated to painting, Hong says he will keep on creating art for as long as he can. Master Hong lies on a raised platform to paint the ceiling. Every stroke is carefully placed, with the ruler helping his suspended brush hand stay steady. I'm getting old now. How long can I keep up my painting? Doing this trade I know as well as anyone, I'm at the end of my life. So as long as they want it done right, if the temple has worked for me, I'm happy to do it. Hong, a living national treasure, was recognized by the Ministry of Culture in 2018. His art has made a vital contribution to preserving the painting in traditional buildings. This year, as Yunling's Xiluo Fuxing Temple is renovated, he was asked if he would come and grace the temple with his work. I don't do it for fame or money. I was interested in painting since I was little. Honestly, what else was I supposed to do? I really can't do anything else. Master Hong says he makes the colors as simple as possible, avoiding excess and gaudiness, and sticks to tradition. We want to use the perspective of older people. We want to draw together exemplary local craftsmen from across Yunlin to exhibit their mastery in this renovating of Fuxing Temple, and also to leave here these important traditional arts, which are treasures in contemporary art. Founded in 1723, Fuxing Temple is also known as the Old Street Matsu Temple. The renovation of the rear temple of Guanying and the two side cloisters is expected to be complete next year.